Buongiorno, buongiorno. It's episode 98 of They Think It's All Over the Football Shirt Show, and we've gone French again. Yes, welcome back, listeners. I'm Adrian Football Shirt Hallier, and today it is episode 98 of the Think It's All Over the Football Shirt Show, where we are going to be exploring. A very exciting collab coming out of Mets. But first, who's joining me this week? It's Mike at Foot Shirts. And it's Tom at Shirt Fan. And it's Adam at This One Kit. How is everyone this lovely week? Good. Really good. Average to fair? It's only a Monday, so every chance is going to get a lot worse than it is right now. You're looking very cuddly today, though, Tom. Cuddly? Do I not look cuddly every week? No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how dare you it's your, it's your outfit choice why, why don't you tell us a bit about it is this because i've bored all four of you on this podcast enough about it this week we won't take the piss out of you publicly rather than just doing it privately like we already have i tell you i'm infallible wearing this so for those that can't see me and uh obviously none of you can i purchased my greatest ever purchase off of Vinted last week and some people may remember this I don't know if other clubs had something similar but in the 90s Chelsea Football Club had their own brand of clothing called Blue Flag that was all made in-house and they weren't like you know football kits or fakes or score drawers that kind of thing it was very much fleece wear and dressing gowns and robes and that kind of thing and I found a brand new Blue teddy bear fleece, blue flag fleece with the old school 90s Chelsea crest on it. And it cost me six pounds and I've worn it every day for about a week. It looks like it's mouse, to be fair. <laughs> it looks grey as well. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks grey and smelly. It wasn't matted when it arrived, but now, <laughs> now, <laughs> now it's disgusting. I, I'm, I'm going to say something now and I don't want you to take it as, a, as offensive, right? It reminds me of those fleeces that old people like my nan wears that have like wolves all over them or hundred <laughs> yeah, percent like percent or, or like yeah or some sort of scene with the moon on. It goes very well with dream catchers he's got up in the background. <laughs> this hasn't got a moon on it, but it has got a prime Bernard Lambord on the back. So that's, that's, that's one better there. So, so you've had a bit of luck on Vinted. Does anybody else use Vinted or had any success with it? I do all the time. I would say at the moment I'm using Vinted more than I'm using eBay and Depop together. Last couple of shirts I've had arrive, I had a Fatty Cara Gumruk shirt arrive, which was off Vinted. A lot of the Fenerbahce ones that I've picked up are off there. In fact, to be honest with you, the Turkish ones in general I've been picking up recently, are lots of them. But going back over the last few years, yeah, I've picked up dirt cheap villa shirts, jackets, all sorts on there. I don't know. I don't know if Anything people good? sell it. Everything I've just said. <laughs> it, no, it, it, in all honesty, you're rarely going to find sort of like rare vintage shirts on there. But if you're just looking for sort of like cheap stuff, like gap fillers in collections and stuff, something might pop up on there. See, I have actually got some quite rare ones off there. I got the AC Milan 95, 96 fourth shirt from there for, for a very good price. And also the Barcelona home 95, 97. And that was like £29. And I also know friend of the pod, A.D. Iliff, he got the USA 94 shirt for like 30 quid, didn't he? Do you remember that? 
Wow. And, it, and it's genuine yeah. as well. Absolutely genuine. And that was authentic too. So yeah, maybe we shouldn't be telling people to go there. <laughs> there are some good bargains to be had. Now I say that, I actually picked up my 1996 Fenerbahce jacket off there for about 40 quid. So yeah, having said that, yeah, prove myself wrong after you've proved me wrong as well. Yes. But as well as all those bargains, you can also get Chelsea blue flag gear as well. But there we go. Let's move on away from those bargains. Maybe maybe there will be more bargains of future, but let's move on to this week's news. Okay, so most people have seen it. MLS is about to kick off again. And as of today, we have seen all of the launches of the new kits. We're sorry, we are going to do it to you again. You're probably sick of it, but we will be going through those. Before we do that, should we do something that I personally find more exciting? Let's talk about the AIK release, shall we? I'm happy to kick off on this one because I feel like there's not that many people that would agree with what I'm about to say, but I have never had any interest in these AIK releases. I think they are overhyped. They are beautiful and the boxes are beautiful, but I just don't particularly feel like I want an AIK shirt in my collection. I understand why people would. And I know the fact that they're so limited is an appeal to a a lot of people. But this year's one, I think is a really, really nice shirt. And it's about the shirt, not the box. And it's about the club and the club's history. And I just cannot believe the reaction to it. And I, I, I find it quite funny that you have... You know, I'm not criticising anyone for having an opinion. That's what we all do. That's what we're all on social media to do. But I've seen so many people say they've jumped the shark. They've got this one wrong and and seem genuinely let down by the fact that a club has released a limited shirt that is a perfect copy of a shirt it wore 100 years ago. And people have no affiliation to that club saying, I'm really let down by this. Well, fucking good as far as i'm concerned because now it means maybe aik fans will get this shirt and i know scott likes these these shirts and again no issue with people that do want them but i just find it a little i just i find it a little over the top the the negative reaction to these when the shirt is not for collectors it's not for people like us it's for aik fans and i'm glad that they're able to reclaim it i i'm actually with you on it firstly i actually think it's the best out of all of the specials that they've done I think it's absolutely brilliant. We kind of lauded some of these shirts in the past. You know, United did it for an FA Cup match. Chelsea did it for, uh, is it, sorry, I don't know if United was FA Cup, Manchester derby. Um, uh, Chelsea did it for the FA Cup. When these shirts are usually released, everybody says how fantastic it is because they're going back to basics. You know, the they look legit. And then this one, for some reason, yeah. I mean, I've seen some terrible takes on it about how, I mean, I've seen the word disgrace and and used, and which is just wow. madness. Yeah, I know it, it. It's really weird. I mean, I personally love it. I think that they've absolutely nailed the shirt itself. The history behind it is fantastic. The AIK fans love it, which speaks volumes. Mm. I think it's brilliant, and I'm not going to. But out of all of them, if I was gonna spend my money on one of them, it would be this one. Yeah, I think fair points on that. I do get what people are saying about the collar. It is massive and it doesn't necessarily fit completely next to the neck. But like you said, Tom, it is based on a 100-year-old kit. So it's designed to look like that. The thing I found really interesting is when it came out, my first reaction is I like this shirt. And I didn't notice it doesn't have a badge. I didn't even notice that. 
it just has the text. And it wasn't until someone else pointed out, like, oh, they got rid of the badge. I was like, oh, bloody hell, it doesn't have oh, the badge. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I didn't notice that. But I think it's because I thought the shirt was so striking and such a cool design that I didn't even notice that one of the fundamentals of a football shirt was kind of missing. I don't think it's bad for that because, again, it is based on an original design, which was like that. So it's not an issue. But it's just funny I didn't see it. Well, it's still going to sell out. It landed really well with the fans which I think is very good. And Tom decides to speak up about these shirts not being good. The one week Scott's not here. I mean, that doesn't come across as very brave. In fairness, I'm not knocking people that do collect them, but like Mike has said, this is the one I would collect. And I have no, I have no issue with like, you know, I've got shirts. I've got Palmer limited edition shirts and stuff that haven't gone to fans of the club, which you know, it might not be a great thing, but I do collect the shirts that I like. So there's no issue with people doing that. What I'm taking issue with is almost the arrogance of people saying this is a letdown or this is a disappointment when those shirts are made for the fans of the club. They're not for passing collections or collectors. And if you don't if you don't want them, fine, but you can't knock a club for going down the route that pays homage to its own heritage. I just find that arrogant from a collector's point of view, you know. I know we all have opinions, but th- these these limited shirts are made for the fans of the club. That's And it's important that that comes first over anything else, I think. No, I think we made some interesting points. Very interesting points. Going down from one shirt, maybe receives some letdown amongst shirt collectors, should we say then? Should we move to another one that may have received even more negative reviews? And that's Sporting Club de Portugal. Do not call them Sporting Lisbon do so at your peril released a new fourth shirt today did they yeah so sport in lisbon released their new fourth shirt um because i do call them that it's terrible it's fucking awful and it's not because it's just a bad football shirt it is because it is literally a catalog team wear shirt that you could buy for i would imagine about 15 pounds and it is literally plain black all over and they've stuck their badge and sponsor on it. And quite frankly, it's horrendous. I try to almost justify third and fourth shirts as a shirt collector because I love them. I love football shirts. I I, I like the fact that Bayern have four shirts every year, but there's no justifying this one. It makes absolutely no sense. And somebody needs to remind me what the price was because I'm sure the price was astronomical as well. It was also as well just a betting sponsor, isn't it? which kind of makes it even worse. I mean, it wouldn't be a great shirt anyway. It's a dreadful shirt. But having a great big betting sponsor, it just looks like a betting top. It's really, really bad. Really bad. Really poor form. Really lazy. I think it's uh, pretty damning as well that this shirt has come out now. I mean, we're in almost in March. The season is three quarters of the way over. They're releasing a fourth shirt now that is so pitifully bad. I mean... <laughs> There is two things I would I will say in, in their defence on this because it is a shocker and it's 90 euros for the privilege as well. But 90 euros? 89.99 euros it is, wow. which is disgusting. That's before printing as well, which you'd need on this shirt to make it look anything passable. But again, I don't know, but could this be a late release and a release of this kind? Because maybe there's a clash coming up with another team and maybe their first, second, third, there's not enough of a distinguishing colour difference or something like that. But maybe that's why they've released it. I don't know, giving them the benefit of the doubt. And then just devil's advocate, 
three of us, four of us have all just sat here and said how good that AIK shirt is, which is predominantly a black shirt. And we've all slagged this shirt off, which is also predominantly a black shirt. So it's interesting, isn't it, how they've both prompted such different reactions, despite being quite similar. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe you got one done well and one done badly, because as Mike alluded to at the beginning, it's just the most standard of Nike team wear. Nothing bespoke about it other than a badge and a betting sponsor. This could be a contender. I know it's not like got an awful pattern or like horrible, crazy font or stupid collar or any of that sort of stuff that we usually associate with an awful, awful football shirt. But this could be a contender for worst shirt the season just because it's so fucking lazy. 100% agree. Yeah, it is. And and just for, for my own sanity, I've just had to have a look at Sporting's kits for this year to see what they've got. So their home kit is obviously green and white hoops. Their away kit is white with hooped pinstripes, I would call it. Their third kit is fucking black with gold sleeves. Like, it's labelled as a third kit. It's this CR7 branded one that, that was released. So they've released a fourth shirt, which is black like their third shirt. It, it it just, it makes absolutely no sense at all. If any sporting fans are listening and they want to tell us that there is a very good reason for this, then by all means, but even if there is a very good reason, there's not a very good reason to charge 90 euros for it. On that, let's move on to some shirts that cost a bit more than 90 euros. You can't miss them this week, even if you're not really a football shirt fan as such, and you're just a football fan, you cannot have missed it's been MLS release time. They've been all over the social media, all over the internet. We've seen tens and tens of shirts released, tens and tens of shirts released. Who wants to take us through the collection? Adam does. Do I? Do I you want do. to do that? You did Definitely. leak a lot of these, Adam, in fairness, didn't you? I really? mean, I, yeah, yeah, I personally leaked them, having Le- stolen the pictures from everyone, someone Everyone else. calls you Leaky Adam now. Is that for the same reason? Yep. wow um yeah so mls has come out so what i found interesting is there's been a lot of negativity about this and i find that interesting i I mean about the price absolutely get it is madness how much they're charging in america like it's almost 200 dollars for the proper authentic shirt it's a lot of money but design wise i think adidas are doing a brilliant job not every shirt is a hit but every shirt has something connected to that club and they've done some really, really good ones. So my personal favourite by a distance is the Minnesota United new home shirt. It's the Starry Night kit and it basically has the Starry Night sky over Minnesota. And it's brilliant. I really, really like it. But other really good ones are the Charlotte FC away, which is like a gradient type version in like blue colours going upwards. The Portland Timbers has kind of trees on it i mean it makes sense for timbers it's really really cool some retro badges about the place as well you've got um vancouver white caps have gone retro who's don't the steal one? all the good ones don't steal all the good ones you told me to go through it i didn't mean like team by team but well, that's uh, what we'll be here all day you, how many you, are there you need to be more like clear with your instructions with i what just you want, want to say me. i got slated at the start of this podcast for wearing a fleece that looks like it should have a wolf howling at the moon on it and you've just sat there and applauded that Minnesota Starry Night shirt, which if you stuck a wolf on that, would be <laughs> exactly what we are talking about. 
No, it wouldn't. No, that's, that's, no, you're, no, you're, you're that, very. That, I mean, <laughs> first, it's not fleece. It's not made of fleece. <laughs> and it's also, made that, fleece that, you though. That Minnesota <laughs> is definitely my favorite release. But Adam told us before we got to pick different ones, so I'm gonna say that that's not my favorite. But I actually do really, really like one that got a lot of the hate, and that was actually the Cincinnati shirt. So it's it's a predominantly white shirt with blue stripes, but it has a really nice pattern, sort of like down the the torso and around the cuffs. I, I just it, it looks like the Belgium away featureland World Cup shirt in a way, doesn't it? It does, but better. Bit. Yeah, I, I actually think I actually like I like the colorway. The bl- blue, orange, and white just works. And then the other one that I really, really like personally that a lot of people gave a lot of hate to was the Seattle Sounders, the striped shirt. I think it's brilliant. The badge looks amazing. I love the colours of it. I love the shade of blue and the shade of green that's been used. And by the way, just a quick one, quick shout out. If anybody wants to have a look at them all, I'd recommend going and having a look at at Cribinho's thread that he did. That's Cribinho, C-H-R-I-B-I-N-H-O. His thread was superb. He's tiered the shirts for his own opinion of from best to worst, but it's probably the best thread I've seen anybody do of it. It looks really good. That's actually where I'm looking at right now. So another shout out for him. And yeah, I I agree with you on the Seattle Sounders one, actually. It's not my favourite shirt, but again, I've seen so much criticism. And some people actually saying the shirts are boring, whereas clearly they're trying something different. They're trying something different. And I've never seen a Seattle Sounders shirt like this with the pinstripes. It's a different kind of, it's a very bright green with a brighter blue. It's really, really cool. Not my absolute favourite, but again, I appreciate the fact that they are trying different things. I think that's really commendable. Yeah, do you know what? I think that's probably my biggest gripe with everybody complaining about the MLS shirts is that almost every single one of them has stuck to that sort of like template we're used to seeing Adidas use for this season. But it's then been bespoke for each team. And it's exactly what everybody's crying out for. Everybody says, why are we using templates? We should be having bespoke shirts for all these big clubs. And then when they do it, they get criticized because they're all a bit too shit. Well, what, which one do you want? Do you want a plain template or do you want to personally? I think almost all of them are actually at least decent. Things that tickled me. Columbus crew. We tweeted it from the pod. Does look like Charlie Brown's. It really t-shirt. does look like it, Charlie Brown's really t-shirt, does. but that's a good thing. That's a good I, thing. It is if you like peanuts. And the other thing that tickled me was the Vancouver Whitecaps when we shared that as well. Amazing gold badge for the 50th anniversary. I, only because I'm childish. I love the reply that somebody came with. That's got nothing to do with Vancouver. That's more Canada. Uh, it was their first ever badge. So it kind of did have quite a lot to do with them. That just made me laugh because I'm childish. I just want to take issue, Adam. You said that there's not many bad ones. I think there are some bad ones. I think a lot of them are good. I think that Seattle Sounders one is is actually really cool. I think it would look really good in hands. One thing I would say, it does feel like we've seen some of these kits before. They look very similar. I know that sounds stupid with football kits, right? Like, you know, a Vancouver kit is a Vancouver kit, for example, or a United kit is a United kit. But... Some of the designs are very similar to previous designs I think we've seen. I will say that Charlotte FC is amazing. And I also think LAFC, you can never really go wrong with the black and gold. Um, I don't like that this year. Yeah, a lot of people don't like it. But what I will say, Nashville, when you look at that shirt, what does it bring to mind? Because it brings to mind one thing for me. 
I don't know. I'm just having a look to see what it does bring to mind to me. I can't even fucking find it. It reminds me of like Pete Harry Cure, Olivier Decor, Mark Viduca. It's like a lead shirt from like the uh, the O'Leary oh, Okay, years. yeah. No, I can see that to be fair. Just screams leads at me. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's a lead shirt. And I was like, oh, no, it's a new Nashville SC shirt. But there are some bad ones. Um, I don't really want to pick them out, but no, let's generally do it. they're good. Let's do it. There's 29 shirts. Let's do the usual form. I'm going to go through alphabetical order. You've got one word each to say about the shirt. So kicking off first, we have got the absolute shy Atlanta United shirt. We're still a bunch. Bad Photoshop. Terrible concept kit. We like the Charlotte one, so we're going to skip that and we're going to go on to the Chicago Fire Middlesbrough want-to-be shirt. Decent, bad sponsor. Back in red. So non-league. Cincinnati and Columbus we've gone through. DC United. One of the best. Geometry. Reminds me of Batman and that's a good thing. Into Miami, I think we touched on in previous weeks. Montreal. Has it got a big impact for you, Mike? (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to find it. Hang on a minute. I'm just going to expand on that one a little bit because the only thing I would say with that one is I do feel like I've seen that shirt before. it's, It's nice enough, but is very similar. I think it was Algeria had a really similar looking shirt for, I think possibly both their home and away. It's a decent shirt, but that one, I'd probably go down Tom's lines of feeling like I've seen it before on that. In fewer words, I agree with Mike. A hundred percent. That is it. You're right. I couldn't place it, but yeah, Algeria. We've all seen that before. Okay. Next up, we've got Montreal Impact. That's the same team, isn't it? I feel like you've seen it before, do you? Okay, in that oh, case, we'll move on. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Idiot. New yeah, England I revelation. I, I, I like it. That's all I'm going to say. Good shirt. So can I just talk about this one briefly? Because it's actually quite funny. So so this one, it, navy blue shirt, red sleeves, and then it's got kind of white and red dots going all the way down. Apparently, those dots are meant to represent the cartons of tea from the Boston Tea Party crashing against things. That's what they put in their literal not thing. That. Right? No, I'm not having that either. No, no it's bonk, but that's what they put in the blurb to go with it. It's so bad. It's just dots. I don't mind the shirt, but it loses points for making up a stupid backstory that is clearly they've retconned in to, to explain why they've come up with that design. I think that's a horrible shirt with a horrible sponsor as well. That's one of the worst ones. Next, let's go with nyfc really like it i feel like this follows on their sort of like hip-hop theme that they've had in a few shirts over in the mls i it just got that feel about it it's good yeah i like that one that one i do get the theme and it's based on like the open 24 7 lights you see in new york which are blue and orange i like that one a lot i think it's a, a cool concept and a good execution yeah, I, I i think it's a solid shirt but again it does i know they're part of the city group but it does look like we've seen it looks like that Hacienda City shirt. Yeah, I did think that one looks a little bit shitty. Uh, next, we've got NY Red Bulls. Literally, you've got one word now because we're fucking not even halfway through. Uh, w- one word's not enough. You, I can't do one word. Um, uh, Best they've had in a couple of years. Zigzaggy. Do you know what? Fucking bored of it. Uh, let's move on. The rest are either good or shit. Um, and some of them were average. But there we go. You can see them all on that great thread, which Mike and Adam highlighted by... Who was it again? Who did it? Rubinho. Go and check it out. 
I think that's enough news for this week. Let's move on to the feature. And can anybody remind me what was the feature this week? It's Paolo Del Vecchio at FC Mets. That's right. I went to speak with Paolo along with friend of the pod again, Simon. That's Simon doing life for, again, his linguistic skills, which we did not need. Paolo's English was better than Scott's. So here it is. I'm chatting with Paolo and Simon all about the project at FC Mets. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Simon again as we bring in yet another French guest. This time, we are talking to the artist footballer. We'll find out a little bit more what that means later. And also the creator of a limited edition blind football shirt, i.e. nobody has seen it before they order it, the Mets. Welcome to the pod, Paolo Del Vecchio. Thank you very much. Hi, guys. Bonjour, Paolo. Merci pour être avec nous uh, ce soir. Yeah, so basically, can you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your background and how it's led you to FC Mets? Yes, so I'm um, I'm an artist. I'm uh, 33 years old and I was born in Metz. And then I studied in uh, Strasbourg, also in Reims, in a design school. And uh, after I came back to Metz to continue my, my project in an art school. And um, I work as an artist on football, like a social subject from like 10 years. I have um, a lot of um, questions about identity, migration, uh, also the economy of football, the economy of art, the link between a young artist and a young footballer at the beginning of the career. So I wanted to make... Um, art residency in a football club, in a professional football club from my diploma. It was like uh, six years ago. Uh, and uh, after five years of work to make it uh, happen, it happened so in my city, Mets, in my club. So I'm very, very happy. And um yeah, I, I made also other projects uh, linked to football before, like uh, Squadra Diaspora. It's another project I started in uh, when I was a um, student. And then I worked also with Red Star FC. So I, and, and also I, I made a little project with Frosinone in Italy, uh, which is uh, the club um, uh, near to the city of my grandfather and so i was also very happy to make it a succession of, of little projects and now the artist footballer project in a professional football club is is like the big project now started in Metz, and maybe i will continue in other clubs in other countries and uh, i hope it but uh, we, we will see so you started at your hometown Metz. you're a Metz fan Met supporter? Yeah, yeah, because it's the club of my city. So I always uh, went to the stadium. And uh, But I have to say my, my football passion uh, came from my grandfather, Italian grandfather. So I was um, 
so so happy in 2006 when Italy beat France. <laughs> but uh, I, I can't say it here. But I said to you that <laughs> the, no, I, I always followed uh, so much the Italian football. But um, yeah, I, I was following also the Mess club uh, from the beginning. Yes. So we are primarily here today to talk about the new Mets shirt. But before we go into that, and you've already mentioned it, why don't you tell us a little, little bit more about the Artist Footballer Project, how it came about, the inspiration behind it, and maybe just try and explain it to some people that are on the outside looking in and, and wondering you know, what it means. Yes. In fact, I started to be an artist footballer with my Squadra Diaspora project because um, I try to organize football art match every year um, in the dif different cities, different countries. And um, it's more like theater than real football match, but uh, we are linked to other art projects like AS Velasca in Milano. And yes, I, I, I am the center at attacker. Um, like Pippo Inzaghi, I don't know the English striker. <laughs> oh, striker. Yeah. Ah. yeah, I am the the, the striker of of the Squadra Diaspora, but uh, I never played to football in clubs, so it's really um, art performance. You know, uh, I started to be uh, an artist footballer like this. For me, it was really interesting to to bring a, a new character in football and also in art a new concept conceptual personnage uh, i don't know in english but yeah maybe character character yeah yeah conceptual character yeah to ask some questions about the art world the football world how it works uh, also how it it works in inside the the, the entire society so uh, I started the, this idea, and yes, it was the special character to enter in a football professional football club. Developed this idea, and uh, now I can develop it also in the club with uh, all the players, the guys, and the women. Also, can work also with the young players uh, at the football school to see how they um, live this incredible experience. Uh, now I, I am like uh, the number 33 in club and uh, in the team and uh, like a real, quite real footballer, but not, not real, but... <laughs> I guess this is, this is the sort of the interesting thing um, about football, really, that in modern times we kind of we are starting to forget or it is there is starting to be a, a gap in between football's impact on society as a whole it being a very working class sport that has now got so much money behind it um that has such that individual players or managers or you know, people who work within football can have such a huge impact um, on society, but sometimes in a good way and sometimes in a bad way. 
I'm kind of thinking ahead, I guess, is I imagine that's sort of your thinking around it is how, you know, to create a character that sort of demonstrates what that actually looks like and how to reconnect something which, you know, in itself at its best is can create such real emotion and power and is art in its at its highest form as well when it's at its best and how to reconnect that in a very different landscape than in the past yes and also it's like um to question the the role of the footballer of the artist in society the spectacle on the manière générale for example i made one art football stop for every home game so yes. it's 17 on the season and uh, all the all the creations are about one thing like uh, I, i can show you for example the first one uh, was talking about how to to be someone uh, when you are nobody like at the beginning of your career how you do you use the social media uh, to create an identity of your football character or art character and there are a lot of uh, subjects like, like this to explore and uh, yeah the parallel i don't know in english alongside alongside yeah be between the young artist young footballer uh, i think Because when I was talking to teammates in art school about football, uh, they, they was like, why do you talk football? Uh, it's not uh, like... Uh, um, high culture. Exactly, it's not high culture. And, and when I'm when I, in, in football world and I talk about art, it's the same. So this is really interesting and... Um, Uh, I always wanted to connect uh, the the two worlds because I, I'm a, a football fan. Like I love football, I watch football. I also wrote uh, for some media's uh, like Onze Mondial, so I know very well the professional world of football and the impact on society. And um, I know both worlds and uh, the quality for me to, to make this, this project, to have the vision of these two worlds. And um, now uh, it's like uh, seven months I'm in the FC Mets. People see, start to, start, started to see um, what I wanted to show. And uh, I think from now it, it's becoming very interesting. That's really, really interesting. And, you know, some of the stuff you've done so far is, is, is really, really interesting, really cool. I think it's fair to say probably the thing that's grabbed the headlines the most in the outside world right now is this football shirt. And just to explain to any of the listeners that, that aren't familiar with this, Mets last week, I think it was last Thursday, announced that they were releasing a new limited edition football shirt designed by Paolo, but you couldn't see it. You were ordering a shirt that nobody's seen yet, and it's almost sold out, I think we checked earlier, and it's, it's almost completely sold out. 
I mean, this this so far must be the highlight. How did this happen? And can you give us any hints at all about this shirt? Because you're one of the few people in the world who's seen it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say I I made a lot of projects with shirts, football shirts, from Squadra Diaspora to Diaspora International to the 17 shirts um, for every home game this season. And I also worked for Kita, which is um, a brand like uh, for football shirts and uh, stuff. So I have this um, facility. It's, it's easy for me to, to work on football shirts. It's like my, my favorite Canva, you know? And when I, start, when I started this project with the, the FC Mess, I said, okay, if you want, we can, we can work on a, on a fourth shirt. It could be cool because I will work with, with the, the shirt for every home game. I, I also made a, like a workshop with the young uh, footballers and uh, everyone made his own football shirt also. And now we are working on, a, on another project on the football shots with the professional team. So all the, I, I made this type of, uh, of project with football shots. So the concept of the fourth secret shot <laughs> is it was like my, my favorite canvas and not only for me, but for the entire club. Yeah. And uh, that, that's the point, beginning of the concept. And with this shirt, uh, what I can say to you is we also invite the public, the fans, the supporters uh, to, to imagine their own art football shirt. So, okay. so this is a, a good point to say. Yeah, one thing I was going to say, I am... Um because we're, we're in this interview now, is you are currently talking to us from your, I guess, your shared studio that is based at yes. the stadium. Is that is that right? Or is it yes. at one of the centres? Yes, I am uh, now in the stadium in my studio. I can show you some uh, parts. So you have uh, some art shirt here. You have uh, the calendar. So the next... Uh, Next game is uh, next home game is against Lyon. We have a um, car project also. And I've I can... heard about the car project. Yeah, from Simon, yeah. I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will tell you. Uh, then I have some machine to work on the shirts, and then we, you have uh, the last, the last uh, football shirt, uh, art football shirt from the last uh, home game. And you have also some photographs uh, I made on the on this season. So yes, that's my studio inside the stadium, and uh, I'm really happy to to work like inside the the volcano, you know. About the car. The beginning of this project is, okay, now I'm a professional footballer, professional artist footballer, so I have to work with sponsors. I have uh, like Kappa, they gave me the shirts, 
to make the archers and I, I have um, the car. It's, um, it's the main, main sponsor of Mets. It's Car Avenue. So they gave me a car and I made an, uh, an artistic uh, uh, wrapping, you know, yeah. on the car. Yeah. And this is the car of the artist footballer. This is my car for the ent entire season. So when I have a new sponsor, I made a new art, art uh, artwork. And this uh, question, the human inside uh, an economic system, you know, and uh, also the statue, the statue d'un objet, the statue d'une œuvre d'art, and the statue d'un artiste, and the statue de l'humain qui représente une marque. So, statue, I, I don't know in English the statue, but uh, I can. It's, it's uh, hard to, to tra translate directly this one. Statute? Um... Yeah, the status, yeah, yeah the, the, the place, yeah, the, the position of, like... Yes, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, yes. You've kind of touched on this, I guess, but you are sort of... You have your character, your, your personage in the middle, and you're sort of building a world around that, and obviously the, the shirts that you're making, the photography that you're doing, the projects that you're doing... And all of the things that you're doing within the club, I guess, even creating this fourth shirt as well. I imagine it, it It seems as though it's one of those projects that is developing step by step. That isn't sort of a, a 12 month plan and it's more of an organic development process. Would you say? Yes, that's right? I, or... And I think this project can't be only on one year, you know. And now I have to grow the project, um, going to other clubs to discover other people, other way of living football in other parts of the world. So I, I see the, this season in Metz as um, the, the, the first step and the first chapter. So... Will Mets be getting a transfer fee for you when you go to another club? Because you've yeah. got an official, you have an official squad number. People can order their Mets shirt with your name on the back. Um, yes. You know, the career of this footballer is going to going to move around Europe potentially. I, I think the transfer fee could be also an art piece, an artwork. You know, like the the check. I don't know in English. In English. Yeah, yeah check. check. Yeah, check. I, I, I you know. Could be could be also the last artwork of the season, you know, like I don't know uh, a check from from uh, Juventus or Bayern Munich, uh, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's the point and the, the the way I try to develop the project. It's also very con conceptual, but all makes sense. No, it's incredibly, incredibly interesting. And thank you for explaining that to us. When will the public and the fans see the shirt? And is it going to be worn in a match at all? Uh, yes, this will be unveiled 20th of February. And uh, it will be worn only one time on the 23 uh, against uh, Lyon. So this is really like uh, one shot, you know. There was something um I read about the shirt again talking about the match that it's going to be worn in, um is that the league uh, 
LFP have um, confirmed that I think it's only the second time ever that they've allowed their the league badge to be to be changed for a shirt. Is that did I read that correctly? Uh, yes, from um, from two two thousand and eight. Uh, it's the second time in two thousand and eight. So yeah, we are really happy about that because um, you will see the shirt is really like minimalist. And um, if we make if we put the blue patch, uh, it's it's not so cool. <laughs> so we we asked to the LFP. We explained the project and uh, they say, okay, if you give us five pieces, five shirts, it's okay for us. So it's going to look exactly the way, for once, exactly the way the designer of a football shirt intended it to look on the pitch, which I think is, is brilliant. And it's brilliant that they've facilitated that and allowed that as well as part of the project. It's not, it's not going to be like um, FC Lorient last season where they design their shirts oh, yeah. um, with all of the... Ah, the name set, yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not a situation like that. You've avoided uh, that problem. No, but I, I think this was also a really good project because it represented the, the fans, and uh, I think it, the fans are, are the most important in a club. So try also to bring us in the project because there's a relate there is a relationship isn't there there's a, a massive relationship between the football clubs and the fans themselves and i and i talked about it a little bit earlier that idea of how money has come into football and how the fans are more often than not are sort of a bit further away than they used to be it's you know being able to bring them back in um, and make them like sort of the center of it is uh, is really important, and that's when the best things come out when fans are involved in those club projects. Yeah, yeah. But listen, Palette, thank you ever so much for joining us. We cannot wait to see the shirt in its glory when it when it appears in that match against Leon. We're really excited, and thank you so much for sitting down with us and explaining it all to us. Uh, thank you, guys. So Paolo's top guy, that's it's a really, really exciting project that he's working on and some great shirts he's producing before the home games bespoke. But would you ever buy a shirt, limited edition shirt, that you have not seen? I see, I personally wouldn't buy a shirt without knowing what it looks like. But to give him credit, the shirts that he's been producing so far this season for Mets have been absolutely superb and every single one is unique and individual. and. Again, I think if you're a Mets fan and you're trusting this guy with your shirts and you're seeing what he's putting out, I think I probably would jump in and, and buy one of these. But yeah, not 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 unless it's a, I'm a fan of the club, I don't think. Kind of, yeah, I was kind of going to say what you said, to be honest. I, I wouldn't be buying this one, but I think I would buy a shirt that I hadn't seen if a particular club were releasing it. So best example to use is either going to be Villa or Bayern Munich, Fenerbahce. If they, if they were to release a shirt in this manner, especially if I could see a kind of like a back catalogue that an incredible designer like this guy has done, uh, the, the designs that this guy's done before, then 
there's a, a high possibility I would do it, especially if it was limited edition and I knew there was a chance I was not going to get a, a, another opportunity to buy it. So I'd even go as far as saying I actually quite like the gimmick of having to buy something that you've never seen that isn't a fucking shitty mystery box. Because th th this is the, the side of that that people say is the fun, is the not knowing exactly what you're going to get. Well, at least with this, you know you're not going to get a £15 CFS sale shirt. You're going to get a limited edition Mets shirt. And yeah, I, I, I like the idea of it. Not knowing what you're going to get does sound like fun, but it wasn't for that father and daughter in Amsterdam, was it? <laughs> they they disproved that, didn't they? That was made up. Oh, was it? It yeah. wasn't because it was it was AD. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting back on track, I agree with what you're saying, Mike. In that specifically, if it was Liverpool, I would absolutely do it. Probably no one else, but I can imagine if it was I don't know AIK, a lot of people would do it, or maybe another kind of team along those lines personally if Liverpool did it I absolutely would do it because I have all their shirts and that's what I would want to do and I do actually like the idea of it like you say it's like a an actually a good mystery box where you'll end up with something that you will want yeah and with you I think it's um good fun great idea and some of the stuff he's been putting out before the games has been brilliant do you think the idea of an in-house football artist will kick off or do you think that's something that's very continental Europe we won't see it at Chelsea will we Tom oh we definitely won't see it at Chelsea there if Brighton get one we might take theirs but I don't think we'll come up with that <laughs> idea first I can't see it as being something we're going to see very often I'm not saying it's 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 not a cool thing it's not uh, a nice idea I, I like what they're doing with it but yeah I, I can't see it being something that we're going to see certainly not I, well, I say certainly not in English football, stranger things have happened, but yeah, don't know. Don't think we see much of it. I guess probably the closest we've had would be Leeds with Acid FC, wouldn't it? And that worked really well. Like we all thought their kits, were, I, I know there was some resistance to the third shirt, which personally I loved, even though it looked a bit like the fruit salad sweets. But the design theme throughout the shirts was brilliant. And so I wonder if maybe more people will take notice because it is happening a bit more. And obviously, I know it's much lower league, but with the Walthamstow designs as well by uh, by the same group, I'd like to see it more, actually, especially if that person has a connection like the lead shirts who really understand the kind of ethos and the design behind the club. Yeah, I I'd like to see it. Whether we will, I don't know, but I think it's a good thing. You're right. Nice touch. And uh, Paolo, of course, big Mets fan. Must be a bit bit depressing for him on the pitch but um obviously the opportunity to design kits for his hometown club must be very very exciting that wraps up this week's feature let's move on so that's episode 98 drawn to a close another emotional one but we've already got a great 99 in the bag haven't we tom Yes, so when I went to this Admiral event the other week on behalf of the pod, I got to meet lots of very cool and interesting people. And one of the guys that I met was Rob Siegel. And he is a football agent and he's represented people like Robin Van Persie, 
Thierry Henry. He's had a lot of Tottenham players and he's possibly the most well-connected person that we have spoken to on the podcast. But on top of that, I was told, and I fully believe it after speaking to him, he has the best football shirt collection in Europe, including some that are stored away in a vault somewhere. So me and Adrian spoke to him and we will be sharing that with everyone very soon. And it's a it's an exciting one and we might get a bit more out of our relationship with Rob further down the line. You made that sound a little bit seedy at the end, but it is genuinely a do not miss episode, I think. I'd go as far as to say, I think it's already up there with one of my very favourite. He was such a nice guy and the collection was just unbelievable with some of the stories that he had to tell us. So whatever you do, tune in next week for that. Tell your friends to tune in, your family to tune in everyone to tune in work colleagues just make them listen to it because it's a very very interesting feature mike who are you gonna make tune in well i pretty much already steal all the devices in my house and download the episode to everybody's like ipads and phones anyway um just so at least at the very least it goes on autoplay and they are forced to listen to it every now and again um but i don't know maybe maybe i might be my mum listen to this one because she's never listened to an episode so yeah, make sure you listen to Rob's interview as you start building your own collection to rival his. And the best way to do that is to go to our lovely sponsor, Tom, at Granny's because he genuinely does have some of the best shirts on the market. Matchworns, retros, modern shirts, even some boxed limited edition shirts. So have a look at the website. That's grannysfootballstore.com and start building your own best collection in Europe. Excellent. Good. Well, in that case, Adam? Hello. You don't say hello at the end of an episode, Adam. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Oh, I get it. They think it's all over. It is now. I had it on my lap and my crotch is hot.